This is Jesse Schreck with PracticalMissions.com and the Practical Missions Podcast, giving insight into church planning missions in postmodern culture and giving updates about our ministry and the opportunities that you have to get involved personally to make an eternal impact for the gospel in Italy. Today we're going to look at um, a certain section of Scripture from the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, uh, something that uh, has been speaking to my heart uh, recently, uh, especially this past week, while here in the USA on furlough with my wife and um, taking some time to get refreshed, taking some time to teach uh, the church about the realities of Italy that most people are unaware of, the need for the gospel to be preached there, the 60 million people that don't know the gospel, don't know Jesus, and are dead in their trespasses and sins, and don't know the way of salvation. Uh, Amidst all that, we have so much work we're trying to do, lots of preparation work, lots of organization, contacting people, seeing people, eating meals, drinking coffees, trying to see family, trying to see nephews, trying to... Just relax and be together. Uh, thankfully, we were able to take a, a little mini date, Jerry V and I, last week just to be together and hang out and enjoy each other, uh, the gift that God has given us in each other. Uh, but anyway, this particular uh, section of Scripture here really spoke to us and is something we just wanted to share uh, with anyone who might be following us, our supporters, our friends, um, uh, because it's also very uh practical for a missional life. This is good insight that we get here also for what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that idea of disciple always um, can can escape us, I think. We forget uh, those words from Jesus so easily, what it means to be a disciple. Uh, it's good for us to be in Scripture often and remember what that entails. Uh, the idea of carrying a cross, the idea of um, bearing with one another and, and and that our life is not our own, that we belong to Jesus, we could say. Um, and we've been blessed to be reading uh, some some books from Dietrich Bonhoeffer recently also, which uh, the next one we're reading is going to be the, the Cost of Discipleship that he wrote. I believe that's the title of it. But phenomenal stuff, and he had a good uh, perspective on that idea of what it means to be a disciple and uh, helping us to re- remember what that is. Uh, but anyway, us as disciples, wherever you are today, and, and whatever your involvement might be in our lives and, and with uh, the mission in Italy of uh, planting churches to reach lost people, uh, make disciples of Jesus Christ there. These words are relevant to us. And so I'll go ahead and read the verses and make a couple comments. And this is just a brief exhortation uh, for all of us as disciples today. Um, so the passage starts from verse 38 of chapter 10 of the Gospel of Luke. It says, Now as they were traveling along, he entered a village. He here uh, would be Jesus. And a woman named Martha welcomed her or welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which 
shall not be taken away from her. And this is one of those stories that uh, most all of us have heard many times, that idea, that concept, Mary, Martha, etc. We find our friend who's too busy and we call that friend Martha at times, things like that. Um, but nonetheless, this is a very practical uh, um, part of Scripture for us today as disciples, uh, trying to live for Jesus, be involved in what Jesus is about, uh, the seeking and saving the lost, the making disciples, and seeing the gospel proclaimed in all the earth. And so just a couple comments uh, I'll share here, things that um, the Lord spoke to my heart as I was pondering these verses here, this this story. Uh, the first one would be this idea here of um, uh, the two sisters, okay, and then verse 39 we see there was Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet and listening to his word. And this is um, obviously uh, fundamental for all of us today. After all these years after this story, it's still something that disciples need to do, need to make it a regular part of our schedules, to just be still, seat ourselves at the Lord's feet, and listen to His Word. Um, And perhaps, I don't know, here, uh, I mean, in some places it's... In all places, probably, we're so busy in life, so many things going on, it's easy that that time slips away from us. And uh, we, we know we have an enemy as Christians also, um, again, enemy of our souls who tries to distract us and get us doing all kinds of different things and steal that time away from us that we would have with Jesus in His Word. Um, but again, yeah, that idea for us sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to His Word is fundamentally sitting with the, the Word of God open on our lap, pondering Scripture, reading Scripture, being diligent to be in the scriptures where we hear God's voice still today. Um, but here in America particularly, we're, we're overwhelmed with how much Christianity there is. I've forgotten in a certain sense. Uh, we have on the radio a variety of Christian music stations where you hear anything from songs to testimonies. People call in and actually give testimony of what God's doing in their life. It's just phenomenal. Uh, and then preachers and teachers, all kinds of things. You go to the regular old craft and art store, whatever it is, and there's all kinds of things with just Bible verses on it and crosses and all kinds of Christian things. Um, literally churches on the same street, same cor- opposite corners, you know, just an overwhelming amount of churches everywhere, billboards, all kinds of Christian presence here. And, and maybe the temptation for uh, being in America as a disciple of Jesus Christ could be to to think that's enough. I mean, you're saturated in ever so many other ways, and those are all really good things. When I'm driving, I like to listen to what other people are saying about Jesus and hear Scripture taught and preached. It's nice. But it can't be for us a substitute for that simple daily um, sitting before Jesus, hearing His Word. Um, and obviously here we have a context in this part, part of Scripture. This is a unique time of history when Jesus was walking on the earth. Uh, what did Mary understand even about Jesus? Who knows? You know, she, Maybe she just liked the way he looked or thought he had a good voice or something and just wanted to sit there. We don't know the whole details. Or maybe she had an uh, illumination from uh, the Holy Spirit revealing that this is the Son of God. This is God in the flesh. We don't know exactly. It doesn't tell us. But either way, she recognized it is worth sitting before this. This is a unique time. Not every guy who comes into my house is God in the flesh or says things that are truth, real, with authority, uh, and things like that, that recognizably unlike any other man who walked this earth. Mary recognized that. Martha, on the other hand, we have here, uh, it says that she was distracted 
in verse 40, uh, with all her preparations. And I remember reading this years ago, and I, I, I kind of, I was torn here on this idea because too often as Christians, as I mentioned before, we, we satisfy ourselves with hearing what we hear on the road or this or that, and we, don't, we, we can lose that intimate time with the Lord on a daily basis early in the morning or at night or at lunch break or whatever it is, just having those intimate times with Jesus and hearing His Word, etc. And we can be distracted. Um, but there's also, uh, yeah, too often we, we don't do enough. So there's a, there's a need here to admire also, in a sense, Martha for being about doing stuff, uh, serving, uh, putting into practice. Uh, but the issue here would probably be, and I think we'd all agree, is that we need to also recognize the times in which we live in and we need to recognize certain things have value. Uh, in this case, it seems Jesus makes it clear, you know, I'm God in the flesh. And um, feeding me is a good idea, but you could have maybe just asked me, are you hungry? Do you want something? Or maybe he would have rather been heard truly because it seems like he was teaching here. He was saying things for the people to hear. Maybe it would have been better for Martha just to, you know, sit down and recognize who it is before her. The the privilege that she has to be in the presence of God in the flesh. And that's what we often forget too. We get distracted easily sometimes doing stuff usually not usually we're too lazy usually we don't do enough for jesus uh, but then at times we can even do so much we get distracted from the sitting before him kind of thing uh, hearing what he has to say the intimacy and that's probably the bulk of what this message is all about um, what we need to do is make regular times uh, so if you want to be a good disciple you want to have an impact with your life you want to preach the gospel you want to see people believe in jesus christ who didn't know him before you want to see the kingdom grow you need to recognize there's a time for certain things. There's a time for serving. We need to serve. Everybody needs to serve more. Too often we serve our own agendas. We, we do all kinds of different things that don't really have anything to do with the kingdom at all, that aren't helping anybody at all. It's just a waste of time. It's part of our own program, not Jesus's. It's our own dream and not the dream of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Uh, but there's also, we have to make, while we're serving more for the kingdom, we need to recognize there's still intimate times to be had with Jesus Christ. We need to make that a regular part of our schedule. And for a lot of us, uh, I notice as we go around, there's a lot of people who just eat too much. Uh, they're so full of stuff. And then I also notice myself, I'm struggling here as I, there's TV and there's so much to, I just get, I lose hours actually in the evening watching TV. And it's just stupid stuff that won't impact my life in any way. Uh, sometimes we just need to make priorities and, and realize as a disciple, certain things, they may not be bad, but they're not going to really help me. They're not that good either. We don't want to be distracted from what really matters. Uh, but the next verse here, I'll go on. And uh, before I, I go on too long with this, this is supposed to be just a short exhortation. Uh, we see here Martha saying, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? She's accusing Jesus of not caring. And that, that can be ironic as we look at it from outside, looking at this scene. We see her accusing Jesus of not caring. But what she fails to realize, and often when we are in that position in life, when we feel like Jesus just doesn't care about us, he's not interested in, in what's going on in my life, we forget, and like she did, that Jesus there, who seems like he doesn't care about her serving, is the one giving her at the same time every breath that she's taking. Her even, her capacity to move, to serve in the first place, is coming from the man sitting on her couch or whatever he's on in her other room. This is God in the flesh. And we forget that. Do you not care? Of course He cares. He cares about your life, especially if you're born again, which I hope you are. You've surrendered to Jesus Christ and you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Uh, he cares more about your life, my life, than even we care about our own life. We're so obsessed with ourselves, so obsessed with our own life, our career, our agenda, 
But what we fail to realize is Jesus Christ cares more about it than you. The problem is that we often mix it up and we don't live for what he would have us do. Uh, And this is interesting also. Then the next line we read here is Martha says, Then tell her to help me. And now what is she doing? What is Martha doing? Saying to God, telling God basically what to do. And how often do you do that? How often do I do that? We say, God, do this, do that. We pray for this. Some people nowadays, they have this idea of declaring things. Like their faith is so great that they have to declare. We're telling God what He has to do. And that's just silly. That's wrong. Who are we to tell God what to do? Honestly, if we have any uh, sober judgment, we recognize God has a plan much bigger than we could ever comprehend. He knows much better than we what He's doing. Uh, Every little thing is according to... Nothing is happening in this world outside of His plan. He knows exactly what he's doing and everything has a purpose uh, the great thing for us in Christ Jesus is we have the blessing to know that all those things in our life that are not as we as they ought to be somehow he's working together for our good and ultimately for his glory what a great blessing that is uh, but then we read in verse 41 closing out this idea for today but the Lord answered and said to her Martha you are worried and bothered about so many things and that's the truth for us also you today I today we are worried and bothered we are about so many things. Uh, what I like about being in America and being around my American people, as I'm American also, is we are doers. We do a lot of stuff. That's probably one of the strong points for us. We get stuff done. We make it happen. And we do it at a you know high level of quality. Um, but the same is true for us at the same time. We can be worried and bothered about so many things. There's probably today church groups arguing over what to do with all the money they have. You know, what size parking lot to put in, what kind of carpets and chairs, all this stuff that perhaps Jesus would just kind of say, well, maybe, but maybe you should be thinking about how to get the gospel preached, how to start multiple churches rather than just glorify one in particular, maybe spread out and and get multiple churches started and reach more people with the gospel. It is proven that uh, newer churches, younger churches, that are actively evangelizing, are reaching more people than churches that have been established for a long time. Um, We're worried and bothered about so many things. Few of us, though, this is the key here also, are are worried and bothered about being distracted by Jesus, about being prepared by Jesus to serve Him and to be a good disciple. How many of us are worried and bothered about our faithfulness to Jesus Christ today, our faithfulness to what He cares about? Jesus was a missionary. He has a mission. He's still on a mission. He's still changing and saving lives every day. Are you worried and bothered about whether or not you're faithful to that? Whether or not you're fulfilling your part of that? Knowing your role and entering into that. Growing in grace in that area with the giftings God has given you. And that's an important point we can take from this also today. Being worried and bothered about the right things. Jesus says in the last verse here, Only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And some perhaps would say here that the one thing is necessary is, as like monks have done in the past and nuns still do today, the idea of just dedicating your life to prayer only and uh, isolating yourselves from society, that that is a better thing. Clearly, as we know throughout history and as we read and study scriptures systematically, we realize that is not a better thing in, in any way. Better is to simply devote your heart to Jesus Christ, to surrender your entire life to Jesus Christ, to recognize everything you possess belongs to Jesus Christ. 
if you're moving and breathing and organizing and planning and serving and doing preparations today for whatever you're doing, it's because this man, Jesus Christ, is giving you another day, is giving you life, is giving you capacity. One thing is necessary, and that's that we devote ourselves to Jesus Christ. We live our lives unto Him. We be involved in His mission. We surrender our lives to Him. And naturally, as we do that, sitting before Him at His feet, hearing His Word, should be a regular part of our day. It's the fuel we need uh, to live the life that He has for us. Um, And then doing things will also be a natural consequence of that. We'll be motivated, empowered by His Word to join in with others and make an impact in this dark land and see people come to know Jesus Christ and the gospel, to know the depths of their sin and the love of God and surrender their lives, receive forgiveness of sins, receive eternal life, and become new creations in Christ Jesus. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening today, and I hope that's an encouragement for you wherever you're at in your walk. It certainly has been for us as we're here on furlough and getting caught up in all kinds of preparations. What do we do now? we got to make a prayer card. we got to do this. we got to send an update. we got to do uh, set up all these appointments. And the Lord just kind of said to us, You've been serving me a long time. You've been pouring out your heart and life for quite a while, Jesse, Jerry. One thing is necessary for you today, and that's take a breather. Unplug. I have the rest of the, Not everything you think is necessary is actually necessary. I'll take care of some of that other stuff. You just come be with me for a little while. And Jesus gave us that invitation, and we've been trying to be more diligent in these particular days of dedicating ourselves together to be in the Word and to be in prayer and just sit at our Lord's feet and be rejuvenated. And we thank you guys for praying for us. Uh, this is becoming truly a, a blessing and a good time for us of being rejuvenated uh, by the work of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. Thank you for your prayers, guys. We love you. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to Practical Missions Podcast with Jesse Schreck. I serve as a full-time church planning missionary with Saints Equipped to Evangelize in North Italy. I also promote biblical or practical missions through the website practicalmissions.com. This is in order to help our supporters and all onlookers to gain perspective on missions, missional living, supporting missions, and church planning in postmodern culture. For more information, visit practicalmissions.com. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.